Hello everyone, this is JPL, and today I'm joined with... Hey, it's Toe Legend. Yes, and we are a podcast named In Brackets. Yes, this is going to be our part two of our Bionicle discussion, and today we're going to be talking about the sets and the years of Bionicle. There's a lot of years to go through, so yeah, why don't we get started with 2001? Anything you want to start out else with that Toa you are? Okay. <laughs> okay. So, uh, 2001, right, yeah. starts there. Actually, the first sets released are the Matoran sets um, in McDonald's. Yes. So, uh, you know, at the time, they were called the Tahunga. Mm-hmm. But the, the, the Maori tribes were like, uh, maybe don't, maybe don't do that. Tahunga means more like a like a, a master of whatever craft. So like, you know how we have the term like doctor to describe, you know, someone who has yeah. mastered their craft. That that was essentially what that word meant. And so um, I believe, I don't, I don't know if there was an actual lawsuit or if there was a threatened lawsuit, but Bionicle changed the name to Matoran. Um, it it was also years. due to like the tribe finding out that Bionicle was using their language. Right. Um, for their torn line. Yeah. Which... I don't think they necessarily had too big of an issue with it as no. long as they were respectful about it. Cause they still kept like the name Toa, um, which is the, you know, the heroes of mm-hmm. a Bionicle, um, that translates in Maori to like warrior, which is pretty similar. Yeah. I still refer to those McDonald's toys as Tahunga, even though yeah. I, they're Matoran. Yeah, I know um, a lot of people just refer to them as Mictorin, which I think is rather clever. Uh, I just... Hmm. <laughs> is that why they call it that? I just thought they were saying it weirdly. Okay, well... Yeah, yeah. That makes sense. <laughs> uh, do you have any Mictorin? I do not. I, I've i been wanting to get uh, the Matoro one just so that I would have all, all Matoros. But uh, sadly... Every time I check eBay, they're either really expensive or I'm able to talk myself out of it. So <laughs> I'll get one eventually. Or I don't know. You get it as a gift one day. Yeah. Yeah. Who knows? Who knows? Maybe some of our viewers would be nice. Oh, there we go. <laughs> Probably not. But you know, we'll we'll, we'll hope. We'll wish. Um, so yeah, I don't own any either. Um, but you know, they're cool. Uh, I think they're the only McDonald's ones where they're like, they're an actual set instead of just some crappy plastic off brand. Yeah, it, it was, it was really nifty because, you know, the, the Tahunga only came with like what, five, six, maybe seven parts. Yeah. Um, but even still it was, it was essentially its own little Lego set. Mm-hmm. and it had functionality in that it could throw their little disc um it had the masks which are a huge part of bionicle um and even though they're like they're not hard to build they're not really complicated they're still fun and cute in their own way right yeah and then of course we have the toa mm-hmm uh, again, six characters um, are 
elemental designs. These are probably the most iconic designs for all of Bionicle. Um, if you were just to look for any fan work Bionicle, more often than not, it's going to be the Tuamata. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So, you know, the Tomata are, are kind of iconic. Even even throughout the story, they're they're essentially like the, the chosen ones throughout the, the whole thing. Their 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 duty and their destiny is to reawaken um Matanui, the, the great spirit. Mm-hmm. Um and so they're they're the only Toa sets or Toa characters to have three different versions of them. Um, for Tahu, it's four. Um, so, but their first one, I agree, is the iconic one. Yeah. Because they have, there's something about the first year masks that are just super, super cool to me. Um, but you know, they've, they've got their, their specific colors and then they've got their specific tools that match those colors. Um, and then the gear functionality, of course, to tie it into the whole Technic thing. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and so these are just... I think if you're a Bionicle fan or collector, these are the sets that you want you definitely want to get mm-hmm. because they're so precious to Bionicle. Like, even people who aren't really big into Bionicle, they know these sets, and they'll collect them because these are the sets that they're familiar with. Yeah. And even like the the canister that they come in mm-hmm. is like super nifty because it's not just like it's not just a box. They the the writers of Bionicle tied it into the story. The canister is what brings the the Toa to um, the island and later on allows them to transport between other islands. Um, but also uh, the original writer for Bionicle, Christian Faber wrote bionicle as kind of a um, metaphor for Mm -hmm. his own struggles with his health and with cancer um and long story short uh he personified his cancer as uh, makuda his body as uh mata nui and then the medicine he was taking he personified as these toa so the canisters in in the fact that they're long cylindrical canisters um, were to kind of mimic the imagery of like pills. Yeah. Um, so overall, just everything about the first year, as far as the Toa especially, was just very clean. Um, it was its own thing, and it, it really, it really stands out. Hmm. Uh, yeah. What else came out in two thousand one? We had our. A uh, Rahi, I believe. Yeah, we had several Rahi that came out in two thousand one, um, which the Rahi are like the animal creatures, mm-hmm. um, and this was a really interesting way to do it. But you know, they had they had the the villagers, um, the the Tohunga, they had the Toa, they had the Taraga that came out that same year, um, which were essentially just a little bit more complicated than the. Tahunga, but not more complicated than the the Toa as far as builds go. Um, and then they had these Rahi, these these animal creatures, um, 
which they kind of tie into the story as pretty much by default they're not good nor evil they're just Mm kind of there and most of them are pretty docile in the story um you know the bad guy makuda turns all of these rahi evil by um, infecting their masks which is a cool way to do it because it sets up this whole it, it really makes the system for how the story works really well because or i guess really good um because how it how it plays in is these these toa are protectors and they've come to save the matoran and and matanui and the the one of their first challenges is they have to defeat enemies that are being brain controlled and so that puts them in a spot where you know they they can't they're not going to kill them um but it also means that the enemies that they're fighting while they're strong they're not crazy strong so as far as like the power scaling it works out really really well um and it also gives you a really good world building element mm-hmm. because you see you know the the general villagers the leaders the heroes and then you get to see just kind of like the wildlife yeah so by the end of 2001 you already have a pretty like a pretty good view of what this bionicle world looks like mhm Yeah, and they're they're nifty designs. You know, they're uh, they're based from animals. They're basic designs. They're molded as well to shape into this weird biomechanical design as well. So personally, I I'm not the biggest fan of their overall design, but I do like them for being uh, what they are in the story as mm. my controlled minions of the Makuta. I, I think that Terakawa, I think, especially, is one of the better designs. Because mm. they're just unique, I think. They're these boxer crocodiles on wheels. Yeah. What? But, you the... know, it's it's interesting. It works. It's it's a menacing design. Yeah. And so the the whole thing with 2001, like, they, they have a gimmick. Everything has a gimmick. Um because they're coming off of um technic they really wanted to make sure that everything could do something so the big thing um their predecessors did was with like throwbots and slicers they had the discs the discs were for collection and you could throw them that was their that was their major gimmick with 2001 they had like the gear functions and uh, projectiles to some degree with the the throwing arms um but the big thing that bionicle did that set itself apart was the masks and specifically in 2001 the masks were created so that they could fall off easily if they were hit by something else so if if you made kopaka swing his sword he could knock off tahu's mask if you had the tarakava you could have essentially a rock'em sock'em robots fight between you and somebody else um and try and knock off the other person's mask Mm. every every character had a mask and that really defined 
um, what Bionicle kind of the brand. Yeah. Uh, it was just a very like cool thing. And I, I said that all of them have masks. I'm not entirely sure on that. I think they do. Uh, I'm looking at the Mwaka and the Kane Ra. They, they, they should have masks. I, I think one of them, uh, doesn't, no, no, no. The, yeah, they have all, they all have masks. Yeah. And all the, um, all the masks are used in different ways um, for our listeners out there. Most most characters in Bionicle wear their masks on like their face, but the Rahi are very different in that they normally have it somewhere on them. It could be part of like their jaw. It could be uh, on their hands or claws. Um, it could be, in the case of the Nui Rama, it could be their eyes. Um, mm-hmm. but essentially the, the masks are there and put in there in a way for you to understand, okay, the masks give the characters, the heroes, the, the, the Rahi power, um, without their masks, they're, they're left powerless or at, if nothing else, less powerful. So overall, like the, the whole design scheme of 2001 is both iconic and just like really well done uh, mm-hmm. especially for the time as well yeah um over the years um there is the problem that comes up with uh posability especially with these sets they're not the most posable they're more function yeah. over being able to keep their arms bendable which they're not um right. It's, which of course they're still building their their sets and figuring out how this technic system works. Um, and then of course their masks because they put in the playability function of them being able to fall off. Um, they fall off easily sometimes right. as well. Yeah, which um, can also be a downside. But besides that, it's one of the most iconic gears. Uh, even for non-Bionicle fans, and it's yeah. really neat. Uh, what do you own from this year? From 2001, I know I own the Tarakaba. A lot of a lot of the sets that I have from early on, like obviously I I was too young, um, but I was given them by friends or friends of friends. Yeah. So like I have the Tarakaba. Um, I have some of like the masks i think from 2001 um but i don't have the full sets for most of them um yeah i really don't have very many from 2001 yeah um let's see in terms of uh characters i only really have anything i I only have the toa um just tahu uh pohatu and just recently kopaka and that's it. I, I really would like the other sets, but again, because they're so iconic, their demand is high as well. Yeah, yeah, for sure. Um, uh, which what, then, yeah. I was going to say one last thing that they did in 2001 that I don't think they did any anywhere else. They made um, mask packs. Um, and so the mask packs 
had a chance for you to get any of the masks um, in any of the six major colors, um, which was really cool. So there was only really 12 masks at the time. You had the, the masks that the Toa wore, um, which were the same as the, the Tohunga at the time. And then you had the masks that the Turaga wore. But at the time, a, a big push was for collectability, especially with LEGO trying to um, kind of combat what Nintendo was doing with, with Pokemon and like trading cards and stuff. So yeah. like, Bionicle did have its own trading card game, but the I think the big collection piece was with the masks mm -hmm. um, because you wanted to collect them all. So, and uh, that that tied into the story a little bit with each of the Toa having to collect all the masks to get the golden mask. But um, in general, I think it was just a cool idea because you could you could do a lot of fun with building them or making, you know, say you really liked Kopaka, but you'd prefer him to be red. You can do that, except mm -hmm. the the sword and the shield at the time yeah um but even still and so yeah moving on to 2002 we are then introduced to the first um clone sets yep in in the borok which would then become the first of the main six color theme to oppose our main six hero theme as well and the Borok, I, I think, is also the second most iconic design in, in all of Bionicle. Yeah. Um, which is interesting. They're they're just these short, ball-looking things. Yeah. Well, the the cool part was, right, like, the these were the first, like, true villains. Like, we had Makuta, but that was only really, it wasn't even a set at that point. Um, no. So these were like objectively not good. Um, we later find out that the Borok are not actually evil, but the, these no. are these are the bad guys. Um, and you know we we had a little bit of variance because we had the Borok and we had the Borok Va at the time, which are like the little guys, um, which in my opinion were actually kind of cool. <laughs> but um yeah they're still cool yeah and but objectively they're compared to what we get later on it's like huh they're yeah interesting so the the borox gimmick also had this whole mask system but they called it krana mm -hmm. and they were like little squishy masks that the the borok housed in their skulls um and story-wise the the krana acted as like a hive mind brain to where if a Borok ejected this mask from their, from their skull, that Borok could no longer function. Um, except for in the case of the Borok Va, which um, I believe function on their own and carry a spare mask on uh, a spare Krana on their back. Though I could be wrong. Right. Um, yeah. But the, the whole thing was, in this story, they would eject these masks and try and, like, after knocking off a mask from a Toa, they would eject their masks so that they could mind control the Toa. As far as the set goes, 
you had a couple functionalities. You had the ability to open the, the, the skull thing and take out the mask. Um, you could curl them up into a ball, which was just cool in general. Um, around. Yeah. And then it also had a like lever on the back that allowed you to spring their, their head forward and kind of like skull bash things. Mm-hmm. <laughs> which like looking at it in hindsight was a little weird but also like cool cool yeah yeah, yeah I, and also these were the first ever bionicle i ever saw um again i, I, I told this story in the other podcast but i, I remember my seeing it my very first bionicle was a barack Rock, and i just remember seeing my cousin building it and it wasn't mine i, I just saw my cousin building it and that just stuck in my mind because it's just a cool thing. I didn't really know what it was. Yeah. And it, it's such like a simple but cool concept of, you know, like a, a creature curling up into a ball and then uncurling. And um, the way they did the elemental look for each of them, too, was really cool. Because they really used the shields that each of them has um, to really reinforce this. With, with the Toa, they kind of did that, especially with Tahu. Um, but they didn't like make it super, super apparent, but with the Borok, they, they really doubled down. So, uh, Tanok, for instance, has fire literally on his shield. Parak yeah. looks like he, his shields are made of stone. Um, things like that. Galak has like webs in, in, uh, in her shield to make it look like she has like webbed fins. It, it admittedly comes a little bit weirder when it's like Korok that has like buzz saws, but I, I, I mean, I guess you'd use that with ice. I, I don't really know. Sure. Yeah. That, that makes sense. Yeah. Somewhat. Um, also with this here, we have, uh, the Borok Queens, um, the Barag, the Garak and Karak. Yeah. And so this, this is the year that they really push um, bigger sets that have mm. more story presence. So, you know, we had big sets before. We had the Tarakava, which were huge. The Manas, which were huge. Uh, and, yeah. The Muaka, all those. This but time... This was the infancy of the Titans. The Titans. So, we had... Kadok and Gadok, which are the the Borok queens, and then on the other side, we have the Exotoa suit, which is just a big like, essentially mech suit that you could put any of the Toa into. Um, asterisk, I think you needed to flip Pohachu's torso to the normal way before you put him in. Um, Pohachu is made upside down so you can kick his legs rather than his arms. Yeah. Um, but I think to fit him into the Exotoa suit, you had to flip the torso to be the normal side up. Otherwise, you could fit the Toa into it. Mm-hmm. It had a cool, like, claw fist on one arm. It had a cool, like, launching gun thing on the other arm. It's a really cool-looking set. Yeah. Um, and then, so there, the way that Bionicle kind of decided to do its whole thing was they would do... Um, a set of good guys and then a set of bad guys um and that would kind of they would come out each season um so they had i guess each year 
Yeah, each year. And then, um, so the first year was pretty much all good guys. And then the, the Rahi, the year two, 2002. Um, the, the start of the year is all the Borok, which are all the bad guys. Mm-hmm. Um, and then they do have a few that are good. So they've got the Exotoa, which story-wise is good, but also like bad. It's its own thing. And then they also have Boxar, which is yeah. uh, Nuparu <laughs> essentially breaking apart some uh, uh, Borok and turning, I think, I think it was... I think he was breaking apart Borok and turned it into yeah. a machine yeah. to fight the Borok. Yeah, they got dormant Borok and rebuilt it into these fighting mechs. Yeah. Tiny mechs. And so. after the Toa defeated the Borok, the Borok and the Barogs, uh, they then get into a pool of Protodermis and mm-hmm. transform into the Toa Nuva. Woo. Which is an iconic design for me because these are the first introduction of Toa that I first saw. Mm-hmm. The the Nuva were a little weird because their masks were very huge. different. They're huge and like warped almost with with how they tried to make it look organic. Yeah. But that being said, I still think one of the most iconic things of Bionicle is Tahu Nuva surfing on a lava wave. Like that, oh yeah. That sticks out. Like you you talk about lava surfing and some Bionicle fan will will shout out Tahu's name. Like it's you don't really see that too many other places. That um, or Spy Kids 3. Or Spy Kids 3. <laughs> um or the alternative is like Liwa Nuva uh with the way he flies um, mm-hmm. I think is also unique. Um but overall these sets are you know the next iteration the the canisters look very similar albeit a little bit more colorful Mm -hmm. um the weapons they've now changed to be silver which is i think this is the first time we're actually seeing silver in the sets except maybe the exotoa yeah um but you you can tell that this is like it's an upgrade for they got armor as well yeah Silver armor, silver weapons. Longer-ish limbs. Ish, yeah. And they have dual features. And Um, they can all spin their hands, which is not something that all of them could do previously. So uh, with, for instance, Kopaka had a uh, a stationary arm where it it just, you put the sword into it and it's stuck. Now you can spin all the characters' hands in any direction that you want. Um, which, admittedly, like, I believe Kopaka still could with his shield. Um, I could be wrong on that. You actually have mm-hmm. the set. Um, but now all of them had that articulation in their hands, so you could yeah. pose them better. Kopaka's articulation uh, switched... Uh, when he was Amara, he had a, more articulation on the shield, kind of. And when he's Anuva, he did not. Oh, he just yeah. had that, that. Ski, that skinny arm. Yeah. So, 
it was pretty cool. One thing that they did with this series is that they made it so that you could, uh, with most of the weapons, you could clip them into the feet of them some way or another. So Tahu could make a, a lava sword or a lava surfboard. Uh, Kopaka could make skis. Um, Onua, you, I mean, you could make like drill feet. Drill feet. <laughs> I remember doing that a few times with some friends. Um <laughs> but yeah, this was this was the year where like movement was a little bit more prominent for them. So Tahu yeah. could surf, Kopaka could ski, Liwa could fly. Um this is yeah. I feel like also the year where mask powers become a little bit more prominent. Um so from from the get-go all the the heroes have mask powers. Um, this is the year where, at least for me, they, you, you start to see them a little bit more. Um, especially since now that they're Nuva, they get enhanced mask powers. Um, and so with this year, we have the same mask pack sets where, um, you can get additional masks in whatever color for the the toanuva um also this year you could have uh krana packs too i'll admit i don't i don't, I don't feel like the krana felt as collectible um but they were really cool so i could understand if people also collected them too yeah and there's a lot of them yeah yeah, yeah especially <laughs> especially you want them to get each one for each character. And yeah. then, of course, you get the next year in 2003 when we finally get the Boracal. Um, smooth transition. Yeah. <laughs> it's... Uh, so the, the Boracal are a little bit rough because mm -hmm. at this point, you know, the last set, they were all pretty much color swaps of each other um, as far as the Borak go. Uh, this year, they are color swaps of the color swaps. Um, and they essentially got the same as the Nuva treatment, where they still have their main colors, but now they have a lot more silver in them. Yeah. But essentially, they're just Borox. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, and less, somewhat less interesting Borok, even though they're more powerful in the story, but... Yeah, yeah, they were. Uh, if you were a person who already got Borox when this came out, you'd probably be like, "What is this new? It's not. It's the exact same thing." Yeah. Um. The, at least you know they got different shields. Yeah, I, I will say the shields are, are probably the cool part about, the Borok as far as like. One thing about Bionicle is every set kind of had its own unique piece somewhere on it where this is probably the first time you're going to be seeing it. So if you want to be using that piece in a build, you, you'd have to buy the set. And all of the, the Borok shields are cool with, you know, the fire on, on Tanok, Kal, and whatever is on freaking Korak, Kal. <laughs> I, I never understood... With the first one, it was like 
like buzz saws. With the second one, it was like I never could tell if it was more buzz saws or if they were like suction cups. I was always confused by those. Right. Yeah. But they were all pretty cool and unique. Um, but in reality, the builds were not different from the others. In fact, no. even with with the Toa Nuva, at least they got like armor. Um, pretty much the same otherwise. The armor and the weapons were the distinguishing bit. For this one, the only difference is that they're a little bit more silver. <laughs> right yeah, there. I forgot to say, what what do what do you have of 2002? 2002. I believe I have like half a Borok. Okay. Uh no, half I have of one half yeah, of one Borok or half of one Borok. Okay. And uh I have a knockoff Borok. <laughs> uh shout outs to that one. Uh I don't think I have very much from 2002. Oh, no I do talk. have I want to say I had... Oh, okay. So I got Pohachinuva because he w- he was one of my first Toa. Yeah. Um, And then I think later on I got... I was at like a, a Goodwill or something. And there was just an amalgamation of parts that was like half Gali, half Tahu um, that I, I uh, saved. I adopted from Goodwill. Um... But yeah, otherwise I didn't really I didn't really get very much of 2002. Yeah, in terms of my collection, I got all of these from yard sales, which was a Pohatsu, a Tahun, a Kopaka, and a Gali in terms of the Toa. Hmm. And then a black and half of a green Borok. Nice, nice. It's a nice collection, but you know, could be yeah. better. Uh, and then moving on to 2003, of course, we also got an updated design for our uh, Matoran. Yeah, so the summer sets kick off, right? And um, it kicks off with a set of Matoran and the villain set. Um, and kind of kind of wraps up this whole first arc in, in 2003. So, you know, the, the Toa kind of level up. They fight the Borok Kal. All the Borok stop and uh, go back to the burrows and just chill there for a while. Yeah. Um, so from there, we get to focus a little bit more on the Matoran and the 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 essentially the the true like characters of the story. It's not just yeah. a we're fighting now. It was hey, there's a bit of time of peace right here. Let's focus on. Let's focus on what it really means to be a Matoran. So they released these updated Matoran sets. They're a little bit taller, bit stronger looking, um, gear functionality, and this is the introduction of the game Coley. Yay! <laughs> yeah. So uh, all the sets come with a little stick and a, a puck that attaches to that stick. Which is honestly adorable, but also <laughs> pretty much impossible to play. Um, yeah, legitimately, it was a cool idea on their part, but uh, you couldn't really do do too much with it. <laughs> yeah, but you know they're they're cute, they're nifty. They got 
more articulation for once uh, yep. for them. Yep. And then, of course, this this year also focused back again on Makuda and his master plan. Yep. And he gave us the set of villains known as the Rakshi. Woo. And their knee articulation. Yeah, first year for knee articulation. Yeah. Which is so crazy to think about, but, like, yeah, it's kind of important, especially, like, this is this is where they kind of start to realize, oh, we can make these these sets look really cool and have people like pose them really cool. So the Rakshi are just they're kind of in my opinion, they're the iconic villains of early on because now these are just pure evil. With with the Borok, we find out later that they're just doing their job. Um and somebody awoke them to do their job too early. With the Rakshi, they're actually just the Makuta being like, "Hey, go, go, go kill the, go kill the Toa and and stuff." Um. So these are again clone sets, and yeah. how you can tell they're clone sets is because without looking at them, I don't know any of their names. Um, no. And they all end with Ak. Yeah, I just know what they did in the movie, and that's yeah. about it. Oh, um, this one was fear. This one was poison. Yeah. This one was that one, hunger. That is a good point. So for the first two years, um, all the elements are the same. So the, the Borok have the same elements as the Toa. Then in 2003, the Cal have slightly different elements between like gravity and such. And then um, when the Rakshi come out, they still have the same colors as the the Toa, um, but again, they have different powers. Um, and yeah, it was mostly like fear and anger and emotional powers. But then there's also like acid. I think it it's a it's a it's an interesting combination. <laughs> yeah, poison. I think. Yeah, yeah, I think you're right. Um. But yeah, speaking of Makuta, this is the year that we, we first get a Makuta set. And the Titans are finally realized. Yeah, between Makuta, Takanuva, um, Puku? Puku, I guess, yeah. And a Goku bird. Yeah, and then the combination of Takutanuva, uh, which <laughs> you could actually buy as a, a single set. Or you could buy each of them individually and combine to it, which For is just a cool idea. A couple hundred dollars, you know, you could do that. Yeah. So it looks like the original release date or original release price for Makuta was like twenty bucks, which Oof. is crazy to think now. But yeah, um, it had about two hundred pieces, which for for twenty bucks, that's that's pretty on par. Yeah. Um, overall. This is this is one of the years that becomes like the defining point for Bionicle. This is also the first year we get a movie. Mm-hmm. Um, but it doesn't just focus on the heroes, which is super cool. It focuses really heavily on the Matoran and and just the regular people in this universe. 
Um, and that's really in, encapsulated in this story when it focuses on Takua and how Takua learns his destiny and becomes a Toa. And this is, by the way, at the time, the first time we've only we've seen um, a Matoran becoming a Toa. Previous to this, we just thought the Toa just kind of fell from the sky. And there were only six of them. And that there were only six. And so the the emergence of a seventh Toa, a Toa of Light, this was super cool. This is it was like this is the chosen one type of thing, um, which was just it was cool. It was it's a it was a cool piece to have mm. uh, as far as the story goes, and it really does like the battle between you know light and darkness is pretty regular but when it comes from like a a place of yeah there is an ultimate evil but it was a matoran that became a toa that that stopped it and so bionicle starts to push more like i would say interesting themes because they have this matoran to toa and this is the first part of the cycle that we find out later. Yeah, and this um, is also where the story uh, goes a little, a little bit darker. Yeah, it, the story really like picks up at this point. Uh, to start with, it's just like, hey, we're going to let you experience the world a little bit, see how it works. But from here on out, now that we've seen the Makuta, pretty much the rest of the story is like, makuda's there for all of it um and they do a really good job of setting him up as the ultimate villain uh even though in 2003 it looks like he's killed off uh yeah it does yeah but he's he's literally present for the rest of the story he's present in technically he's present in 2001 with with the the flash games but he's not really like this is the first year he's embodied. Mm-hmm. Um, so yeah, it, it becomes really interesting. Um, I found out recently that when Miramax was hired to do the Bionicle movies, they weren't actually, they didn't get to see the final product of what the sets look like until after. They only saw like artist renditions because both the development side and Miramax were working at the same time, so they didn't really get to see the sets. Um, ergo, Makuta. Ergo, that's why Makuta looks completely different. Why the Rakshi have split apart faces, because that was actually apparently supposed to be part of the, the original design. Um, and why some of the characters just look different overall. Um, yeah. But yeah. Speaking of there not being only six Toa, 2004 hits, and we find out that they were not the first Toa. Yes, they were not. That big plot twist uh, that Ooh. happened. I'm sorry that you have... You just keep going. <laughs> You're good. So, yeah, keep going. Uh, oh, yeah. Before we segue to that, 2003, what sets did you have? Thank you. That was what I was trying to. I I only have a Fountain of the Yard cell. 
half of the brown and green Rakshi. Mm. And that's it. Dang. There's um, not much from 2003 that I have. I've been wanting to get Takanuba and Makuta, but mm-hmm. I no luck. Yeah. I ended up... So I ordered the Koli Matoro set. Um, wow, in 2003 it was only $4? Okay, sorry. Um, that's, first off, incredible to me. But, uh, yeah, I, I ordered that just for the sake of I never had it and I ended up building it and it's one of my favorite sets. Mm. Um, and then I ended up getting Kurak later on. Cause one of my friends was selling their bionicles. So I bought it and, uh, Lyrak, I think. So I have a few Rakshi and then one friend gave me Makuta, which was really cool. Mm-hmm. Um, you, oh, so you have Makuta. I do have Makuta gnarly yeah 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 that's neat and uh going on to 2004 this is where the story really takes a change it's a prequel yep to what we have and everything's redone the the sets are remade we have new toa new set of villains we have articulation uh everybody's got knees they got knees. They got elbows. Mm-hmm. They can turn their necks, and it's mm-hmm. it's crazy, and it's it's cool. We got this disc. Mm-hmm. Uh, instead of mask, we got these discs, and they're they're neat. Yeah, the discs become the new collectibles, but the masks are still unique for each set. Yes, for the most part, which is cool. And of um, course, we have a pretty rad movie. Mm-hmm. The whole setting changes, too. Because previous to this, we're in an island setting. And that kind of is a little bit weird. Because you think robots. You don't really think tropical island. This year, they're robots in more of like an industrial setting. Which is cool. Yeah. Um, a little bit easier for me at a young age to comprehend admittedly but this is the year we still have you know gear functionality but it's not as they don't focus on it as much i feel like yeah um i mean they can move their arms um and this is the year before the last that they have these functions as well Mm -hmm. um but you know they're they're completely different builds their weapons again they keep the dull function so yeah um you have uh, snowshoes Mm -hmm. uh you have wings on motor which is awesome yeah uh which you have wings for two other people yeah wings are just a place to put them (laughs) <laughs> mainly mainly they're just a place to put them yeah and yeah. poor vakama he just has a place to put them and it just doesn't work too well well so in the story it actually functions as a jetpack at one point but it's facing the wrong way it, don't worry about that it <laughs> it just works um but yeah so it uh th- this year was cool because 
every character had armor, but it wasn't silver. They, no. they had armor in their own color. Their weapons were silver. Um, but, yeah. As far as story goes, they really focus on the mask powers here with these new Toa trying to figure out what their mask powers are and what they do and and how and a to very in depth on each character and very somewhat unique yeah yeah and they really focus on okay how this world works is Matoran into Toa Toa into Turaga Turaga into Legend that's that's the 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 saying that is spoken at the end yeah and of course, their novels that they had were a little bit thicker this time around. Yep, yep. We had um, in the first year, you know, we or sorry, two thousand four. We have all the Toa released and all the Matoran um, of Matranui released. Um, and this is this is the first year that we have like a a bionicle. I think it's called the Master Accessory Set, where it's just literally just a thing of bionicle pieces which was pretty cool um that you could just build with you didn't have to get sets you could just use this to build more which is really cool yeah um this is also i think story-wise at this time um they didn't have any villains so what they did is they manufactured in in the story um i believe it was the uh, Karzani plant, which ah. later becomes the Morbazak plant. Which has no set. Which, yeah, neither have a set. Um, it's not in the movie, except for one scene where Vakama's upside down and strapped there with, like, magma-looking tendrils. That, Vines. I believe, is the uh, Morbazak plant. The whole goal mm-hmm. of early 2004 was collect all the discs which was a nod to them telling us to collect all the discs. Um, And the discs, (laughs) what made them unique was they had a different pattern on them for depending on which Metru it was a part of. And then they had three digits on them. One of the digits told you what power it was, I think. One of them was like how much power... And then one of them was rarity, I think, or something. It was something like that. They have weird powers, that's for sure. Yeah. Um, but anyways, we find out the the Kanoka discs make masks. Um, Makuta made all the Matoran go sleepy. That's how we ended up on the island. Yeah, and specifically the discs, a power made that the vahi i think yeah the mask the kanoha vahi yeah the mask of time which is a, a really cool looking set yeah. but yeah uh opposing our main six heroes were the vaki which were the police brutality of the bronco <laughs> world <laughs> yep um which they're, they're they're cool sets i liked them as a kid yeah uh, the, these were some of my first sets and they they were interesting in their functionality, right? Because they, they could spit discs. Um, yeah. And then they were somewhat like Transformers. They kind of stuck to that that they same could... idea with the, the Borok in that you could transform them from their standing position to a crab-like 
position? Uh, spider position. Spider. It, was, it yeah. was pretty much walk on two legs and run on four. Yeah. Um, which, I mean, overall, they just came with really cool pieces on it. And uh, they, they were also clone sets, but I feel like the color variation was better than previous yeah. clone sets. Um, and then, of course, we have our beautiful Titans. Yeah. So, you know, we got Nidiki, which is a great oh, Titan set. Got yeah. Krekka, and then you got uh, Tragadume and, and Nivok, I guess is what it's called. The bird thing, and the of bird. course, uh, Lacan and Kikanalo. Yeah, true, true. Which, uh, you know, I, if you like Lacan, that's, that, I, those are really cool swords, yeah. They're yeah. big. Yeah, overall, Lacan is a very unique set, and uh, very, very interesting. Uh, it, it felt like more of like a special edition set, because not very many people I knew had it. Or even knew about it. Yeah, but, you know, if you watched the movie, which came out that year, um, mm-hmm. you would see it. And uh, you'd be like, oh, I wish I had that character. Just a yeah. cool time. But, you know, he's he's cool. And uh, in terms of what I had of this year, I had a lot. Um, mm. Keep in mind, I forgot to mention this earlier. When I say that I had these sets, um, at one point I had them completely built. That does not mean that I have them built now. Because right. most of them are just pieces. But yeah. I have them. Quote, unquote. Yeah. And so from this year, I had all the Toa, uh, all the Vaki, mm-hmm. Nadiki. Lacan, Kekanalo, and Kreka. Dang. That was... Man, that's that's good collection right there. Yeah. I ended up getting all of the... All the Toa from this year. Mm-hmm. I got a few Matoran here and there. And... I think I ended up with... Four? Vaki. And... Yeah. No Titan sets from this year for me. Yeah, and of course, in in the last podcast we did, I mentioned the story about how I got each of the Metru mm-hmm. Toa. But you know, moving on for that, we have the interesting year of two thousand five. Yeah, the furry year. Just kidding. The but the kind of. <laughs> okay, not not really, but sure, yeah. So th- this is the year where like. Bionicle is realizing, hey, we're, the kids that we've grown up with, they're starting to get older. Let's make our sets a little bit more edgy. Yeah, also we want to keep our same characters. Yeah, yeah. So at the end of 2004, they're like, well, actually, there was a, there was a moment that we didn't tell you about before you guys got here uh, where we kind of all turned into part animal things. And one of us got really angsty. And uh, anyways, we're here now. It It is a story where, like, in reality, it doesn't matter too, too much to the plot. No, but I'll admit, I like the sets. They're pretty neat, yeah. Um, so to start with, we, we got the, uh, 
the Rahaga. Yes, that these um, versions of Taraga. Yeah, which they're they're they're, they're okay. So the the name is a little bit deceiving because they Rahaga sounds similar to Turaga, right? Yeah. Story-wise, they're called Rahaga because they're mixed between uh Rakshi and the Toahaga, which is interesting. But anyways, the the whole idea is these these guys were once Toa. Um they're transformed into uh, little Rakshi weird versions of themselves. Yeah. Um, and they, they do really act as those elders to the Toa who become mutated as well in their own way. Yes, they become the uh, the Hordika. Yeah. Woo. With these weird limbs. Yep. But cool swords and weapons. I mean. Yeah. Like, they they were nifty. Admittedly, this year, gear functionality was not <laughs> at its peak. It and was it's very it odd. was there, it was it was rock bottom, and there was their final one, of course. Yeah, um, this is a year that didn't have any masks, so it was very different for all of them. Oh yeah, because it was just eyeballs and a headpiece. Yeah, and don't get me wrong, headpieces were pretty cool. I really yeah. like new Jews. For they all kind of look the same in their general build. Yeah, thing. yeah. So that was the big thing, and their weapons were most of them were not super super cool. Like Vakamas were great, but yeah. all the others were only Neat. slightly different from each other. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> and then our villains were the horde. Uh, again, another repetitive set was mm-hmm. the. Vizarak, these spiders. Yeah. They're they're okay. They're just spiders. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um I think so for me, I love these because that was about the time when the, the Spider Man movies were coming out. Yeah, it was. So like I was like, Oh, that's so cool. We got spiders and the Spider Man and the <laughs> so cool. But uh, they were really repetitive. These were the only difference between these sets were the colors mm-hmm. and their pinchers. The pinchers. Yeah. Which didn't always work the best. Yeah. And they were different from other weapons because they didn't have any plus axles. So if you yeah. wanted to use them for something, you had to really work around that. Yeah. And this is also the start where our main heroes and villains also had uh, gun type weapons as well. Yep. Yep, everybody this had was a gun. The spinners that you were you could easily lose. Yep, they were also they tried to push these to be collectibles as well because they put a code no. on the inside. <laughs> no, but I don't know very many people that actually use them. That the or year, even kept them. Yeah, the year prior, um, they established the Kanoka Club on on Lego. Mm. which is like the Bionicle Club, and you could re- redeem codes there for cool unlocks which were mostly just, like, fake online stickers. But uh, that's what they used the codes on the, the Vizrak discs. Um, but, yeah, you're right. The The discs were easy to lose. You could rarely ever actually get it to hit your target if you were aiming for them. 
<laughs> and the it required you know the pull thing, which I always ended up breaking or I break yeah. the desk or, or something like that. It just yeah. flies somewhere you don't know where it went. Um, and then on top of that, we have our Titans, which took an interesting step. Yeah, but they're somewhat neat. We have the uh, Toa Haga. Um, mm-hmm. of those two, which you know, they're basically just Metru with so, gold and silver. Yeah, the the interesting thing about the Toa Haga here, so they only released yeah. Toa Aruni and Norik, but it turns out originally they were planning on Aruni being Nadiki and mm-hmm. Norik being um, Duma. Duma, and which, you could tell by their design. Yeah, absolutely. Like the mask for Norik and Duma are the same. And Aruni's mask uh, looks very similar to the the Vaki head, which was used for N- for Nadiki. Um, while I I I do like the inclusion of Aruni and Norik because I think they're both pretty cool characters, um, and especially that we have a canon mask of quick travel. I like that. But I don't know how to feel about that because it really does look so much like those other characters. Would yeah. Would have cool to have those instead. Yeah. And then, of course, we have our Kitangu. Yeah. Uh, Sidorak. Mm-hmm. Lovely red guy. And then <laughs> the <clears throat> seductive Rudaka. Good old Rudaka. These, <laughs> honestly, these are some of my favorite Titan sets. Because this right. was about the time that I was actually like starting to get into Bionicle. Yeah, it was. Um, and so I I ended up getting a few of these, and I feel like building them was. This was this was about the time that I started building them on my own, so it was a challenge, but it was a fun challenge. And uh, yeah, the. They were, they were just cool. One of my friends had these before me, um, and he's actually the one that gave it gave them to me. Hmm. Um, but I remember looking at them and being like, "Wow, these are these are so cool. These are awesome." And then I really liked Sidorak, and then I watched the movie and I was like, "Oh, okay. <laughs> well, Sidorak's kind of a not that cool, but yeah. So yeah, in terms of what we have of this year." Uh, this uh, this year especially was mainly the ones that were faked and where I was they were the robot uh, mm. off brand copies with the cheap plastics right and uh, of those cheap plastics I have the no comma one and I did get the Kutongu but I, I, I gave it back immediately because they didn't have all the pieces oh, um, okay. and then I think of the main ones, I have most except one of the Viserac and probably the same, if not all, of the, the little guys. The Rahaga. Ah, uh, yeah. I think, as far as the sets that I got, I got Norik. Rahaga Norik. And then I got like two of the Hordika, a few of the the Viserac that I just ended up getting over time. I might actually have all of them, except maybe Roparak. I don't remember if I have him, the the brown one. 
Um, and then Titan wise, I have Iruni, um, Sidorak, and Kitongu. So overall, it was a fun year for for building. <laughs> yeah, fun. Um, I think the the one thing. Like, the Hordika are not known for much. As far as the pieces that we got out of them, most of them weren't really used afterwards, except for their chest plate, which I still think is one of the coolest chest plates. Um, but those are used pretty frequently. Um, this is also 2004-2005, when uh, they started releasing, like, costumes for the characters. Oh, Yeah. Which, uh, 2005 is not a good year to release character costumes because you've got either spiders or, like, half-human, half-beast things. Uh, and they were, uh, they were interesting because obviously the face masks, you couldn't, couldn't really put, like, your your face in normally without it being distorted. No, I have uh, from this year. I have uh, Vakama Shredder Claw hands. Nice. <laughs> I still have them. Like I, I went to a Lego store when I was on furlough this one year, and I I, I got that. I told. <laughs> Wait, Shredder Claw hands. Like what do you? Yeah. They're you you put them on your hand, but they got three claws on it. Oh, are you sure that's not for like Onua? No, it was red. It's uh, red? it was red. That's was, so was, weird. Okay. Yeah, it was for uh, Vakama. It's it's strange. It it was for his weird uh, Hordika hand. Oh, is what is it like the fire like claw thing? Mm, no. No. Okay, that's weird. All right. It's not. It's it's a. I I I'll have to show it to you. All right. All right. Uh, but yeah, that that was the the weird thing that we had. <laughs> yeah. Which overall, I have somewhere. <laughs> yeah. Overall, two thousand five is a weird year. In a lot of different ways. It's a year that, like, story-wise didn't really need to exist. Um, and it's weird because it's so it strays so far from the Bionicle norm. Because yeah. there's no masks. Everybody's got a gun. Um, just overall very weird. Um, but it's, I mean, it, there's a lot of, like, hate for it. Not full-on hate for the most part, but hate enough in the Bionicle community because it's so different. But there's still, like, a place in my heart for it because, like, yeah. it's so interesting to me. Um, Okay, I'm looking at the claws that you just sent me now. That's weird. Yeah, yeah those are, that's the hand that I got. Huh. It's, it's, it's weird, but it's... <laughs> they're they're clients. <laughs> All right then. Um. Yeah. But so this this weird this weird year is uh. 
it, it definitely still has a place in my heart because it's it's the year that like Metronui's fallen into ruin. Um, there's like creatures everywhere. It's very unique and different. Um, and then 2004, 2005 is also the year that um, Greg Farshti, who becomes the lead writer for Bionicle, um, starts doing like canonization contests and really gets the community involved um, with characters that he's created. You know, the 2004 is when they introduced the Dark Hunters. Um, yeah. 2005, they expand on that a little bit more and uh, by the end of it, you know, we have characters like Ancient and um, the Shadowed One that are mentioned and later on are given form by fans in the community that have won co- contests and people voted, oh, this is this is our favorite. Um, so it it starts up the Bionicle community, I think. 2004 2005 that's where it really expands Mm -hmm. um i think 2005 probably lost a lot of fans of course um it doesn't also it also doesn't make it better which the next year does happen which we'll talk about in the later podcast yeah um but 2005 is also when we had our last movie for a long time yeah yeah i i think the movies really helped because as a kid, like I, I didn't know there was really a story in Bionicle mm-hmm. for a long time. Um, I watched, I watched the third one first because it was at a library, and um, <laughs> we we ended up watching it. And I was like, "Oh, that's cool!" Didn't know it was happening the whole time. I just knew that I liked the green one. Uh, <laughs> I was sad that the the red guy got angry, and then I was happy <laughs> when everybody came together at the end. Yeah. Um. Then I watched 2004's movie, and I was like, oh, okay, some of this makes sense now. And then I thought, like, those were the only two years that were connected. Um, and then eventually I watched 2003's, and it was like, okay, this is cool, but I have no idea where it fits in with the others, with the other stories. And then at the end, I kind of pieced it all together, and I was like, oh, there are Turaga that are, oh okay I I kind of get that now but like I didn't really know the 2001 story very well yeah uh I've, yeah we talked about what we own this year correct yeah yeah we did yeah overall this these five years of Bionicle were good i mean they're the beginning and they were the uh golden and silver age of bionicle yeah (laughs) this was where the story wasn't overwhelming it was still big Mm. and still like something that if you were getting into you could sink a lot of time into but it wasn't like crazy it wasn't deterring i don't think um it was just kind of it was it was cool yeah and so any uh final thoughts you want to give us for these uh few five years here i think these years regardless of how good the sets are or how bad they are they're probably going to be viewed as most people's favorite years 
even if for no other reason than nostalgia. Yeah. Um, I do think the first few years, like 2001 to 2003, are probably the most iconic. And in some ways, I kind of wish they kept with that direction. But at the same time, I love what they did with 2004. And I, I, I do like what they do with future years. Yeah, the um, the ignition years especially. Yeah. And I know the story later on becomes very overwhelming, but I really love the whole universe that was created um, by Lego for this. So, yeah. I'll, I will always remember the early years of Bionicle fondly, even if it's just nostalgia. Yeah. And uh, yeah, these were the beginning years of our step into Bonacle and the world that eventually goes crazy within the next few years. <laughs> yeah. And this is where we're going to end today's podcast. Uh, the next years, there's a lot of stuff to talk about, and they'll be taking too long to talk about. So we'll put them <laughs> in the next podcast. Um, but yeah, any uh, final, final thoughts you want to give us here? I think I'm good. All right. So, yeah, thank you guys for listening, and we'll see you all next time. Bye. Bye.